Praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our study of the Bible. Here we study the Bible and we aim to study from the book of Genesis to Revelation by the grace of God. We've done 23 books of the Bible straight from the book of Genesis. If you've not been able to listen to the podcast we've done, I ask you to please check all podcast platforms, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Podbin, name it. You'll find all the podcasts there. And uh, we also have an app, Bible In-Depth Network, on Play Store. You can be able to find the podcast there. And I believe that the Lord shall speak to you because there's no limitation to revelation. God reveals his word to everybody who shows the need. If you want God to reveal his word to you, he will. He will speak to you. He's given you the Holy Spirit who lives in you, and he will speak to you. You just open your heart and tell him, Lord, speak. And as you listen, God shall bring even more revelation to you. Because every day, there's a new word that comes. The word of the Lord is new every day. And when you listen today, or when you read the word today, you pick a message. When you read it tomorrow, you can get another message because the word of the Lord applies to your circumstance on a daily. So, I ask you to please go ahead and listen, and I believe the Lord shall bless you. We are handling the book of Jeremiah, and we've done 34 chapters so far today. I want us to continue with chapter 35 of our study of the book of Jeremiah. And it starts by saying, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the days of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, Saying, remember, um, Jeremiah in his period, he sees the three sons of Josiah being king. And Jehoiakim is one of them. And he says, the message that comes to him says, Go to the house of the Rechabites and speak to them and bring them into the house of the Lord, into one of the chambers and give them wine to drink. Is Getting a message from God, he's sending him to the Rechabites, the house of the Rechabites. Now, when you get into the detail or the history or the culture of this house, it's a family, the Rechabites that we're talking about here. It's a family that can be traced back to Jehonadab, that's in Second Kings chapter 10. And... Uh, you find that this is a special family. There is something special about this family that they are talking about here. And uh, they are zealous for the Lord. That is something that characterized of this family. They were so zealous for the Lord. And when Nebuchadnezzar invades Judah, yeah, these Rechabites decide to flee to Jerusalem. Remember, Judah is in the south. And there are a number of cities in that uh, Judah. And you have the Lashish. You have numerous cities within Judah. And then you also have Jerusalem, which was like their center or the, their capital, where also the temple was built. So they flee to Jerusalem. Of course, everyone will flee to the place that they see is a strong force that will be protected more. 
uh, because it's their center, it's their city, their capital. So these Rechabites, when Nebuchadnezzar invades, they run. They run off and go to Jerusalem to escape. According to their tradition, Jehonadab ordered the family, his family, the Rechabites, one, to live in tents, two, to avoid agriculture, three, to abstain from alcohol. Now, you remember, they could have a resemblance with Nazarites because Nazarites also were people who were devoted totally to God, born devoted. There were also Nazarites that would do that for a period. They become Nazarite for a period. You say maybe two years, I'll be a Nazarite. I'll worship God. I'll not test any strong drink. I'll I'll live as a Nazarite. Now, the Rechabites are also somewhat in the same kind. No. So, Jeremiah is testing their commitment now by telling them and commanding them to drink wine. He's telling, he's being told, you're going to tell them to drink wine. And when you read further, you will realize that they refuse to do so because Jeremiah is using their obedience to their forefather, that is Jonadab, as an object lesson for Judah that is unfaithful. So he took Josiah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Habazinia, and his brother, and all his sons, and the whole house of the Rechabites, and I brought them in the house of the Lord into the chamber of the sons of Hanan, the son of Igdaliah, the man of God, which was near the chamber of the officials, which was in the chamber of Messiah, the son of Shalom, the doorkeeper. Then I said before the men of the house of the Rechabites, pitchers full of wine and cups, and say to them, drink wine. He brings the cups, puts them there, and says, guys, drink. Yes, your forefather Jonadab told you not to drink, but now I'm the prophet. I am the one who has been on point. You've had me. Whatever I say comes to pass, now I command you, drink wine. But they said, we will not drink wine. For Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, commanded us, saying, you shall not drink wine, you and your sons forever. They come out and say, we will not do anything that our fathers didn't tell us to do. Now, this shows you a level of commitment even by what their parent told them, their forefather, Jonadab. They follow it through generations. There are things you have to set for our generations. There are things you have to set for your lineage. There are things you have to set, habits, character, that you have to set for your household that shall be followed even in generations to come. So that they say, in the house of so-and-so, they do not drink wine. In the house of so-and-so, they do not just go out and get into homes without getting married. In the house of so-and-so, this is the policy. And good policies, by the way. That's what we are talking about here. So, what are you going to be known for and your household? It's key. It's key for us friends. And sometimes people get and enter into debates of for example, now in this case that we're talking about wine, is it okay to drink wine? How are the Bible said for your stomach and all and all? And we try to get all excuses so that we can pick the bottle. But 
there are policies that you can set knowing what wine does. I believe this man, Jonadab, knew the influence of wine and how it can make one a nuisance. That he said, in my household, even for the years to come, we do not drink wine. So you can also set it because you know the impact of alcohol and how it affects the mind, how it affects people, how it's a danger in in, in a household, causes fights, causes habits like adultery and all. And you come out and say, in my household, in my, for my children, for my grandchildren, great-grandchildren, we do not drink wine. It's a policy you set for good things that you see it's going to help you as a household. That's what Jonadab does. And he tells his household, guys, for us, we don't do this. Even when Jeremiah comes to prompt them and tell them, drink the wine, they say, we will not drink it because our father commanded us. Now we are talking of earthly fathers. There is a heavenly father, the God Almighty. The things he tells us in the word, and he tells us clearly and says, do not do this. Do not do this. Do not walk that path. Do not live like the world. Do not do such and such and such. The heavenly father. Now, if these men could obey their earthly father, how about the heavenly father? The one that we have to obey with the commands that he gives us in his word, with the teaching that he brings to us when we read his word. How much do we obey? Do we adhere and say we will do this and not even just stop there, but say even our children and our children's children, they will all follow the Lord. It is the mandate of us as believers, as a church. Yes, there is a part the church can play to help your family walk with God. Because they will preach to you and teach you. There is a part that the children's church will play to help your children walk with God. But it solely lies upon you to make sure that your children walk with the Lord. You teach them the precepts of God. You teach them the works of God. You teach them that this is the God that we serve. And if they are following that, they will keep the word of the Lord with them, just like you see here, these men said, We shall not drink that wine because our father told us. Now we will also have to come out and say, When you're out there at your workplace and you're being told to do something that's not right, you shall say, My father says, I do not do that. My father says, I do not be in such a manner, I do not take bribes. You come out and speak boldly, Your father in heaven, because he commands you. To do that. So they tell Jeremiah, we will not drink wine. We shall not do that. Us or even our sons forever. And they're going to say, he also added to us, they now bring to him, they said, probably you don't know us very well. Let's explain to you, Jeremiah. He also told us, you shall not build a house, or you shall not sow seed, and you shall not plant a vineyard, all own one, but in tents you shall dwell all your days that you may live many days in the land where you sojourn. We have obeyed the voice of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, our father, in all that he commanded us, not to drink wine all our days. We 
our wives, our sons, all our daughters. Now, this is a level of commitment that moves generations. Your generation, the time that we live in, their habits and precepts that like I've been saying that have to move to the next generation, yeah, to your children, and they will also move to your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren. And he goes on and says, Nor to build ourselves houses to dwell in, and we do not have a vineyard or field or seed. We have only dwelt in tents and have obeyed and have done according to all that Jonadab our father commanded us. But when Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came up against the land, we said, Come, let us go to Jerusalem before the army of the Chaldeans and before the army of the Armenians. So we have dwelt in Jerusalem. Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, saying, Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Go and say to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, Will you not receive instruction by listening to my words, declares the Lord? The words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are observed. Yeah? He's saying, I am the God, the Heavenly Father. If you can obey the, these people, the Rechabites can obey the words of their father. How about you? Even now speaking, not of an earthly father, but a heavenly one. How come you don't listen to me? These guys are listening. Declares the Lord, the words of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, which he commanded his sons not to drink wine, are observed. So they do not drink wine to this day, for they have obeyed their father's command. But I have spoken to you hmm, again and again, yet you have not listened to me. Now, some of us obey the words that have been told to us by our parents. And you reach a family and they say, for us here, we don't do this. Or for us here, we don't hold an event when so-and-so has not arrived. For us here, we do not eat food before this person has arrived. For us in our household, this is our culture of our family. And we observe them greatly, but we do not observe what God tells us to do. We observe the laws that have been set here on earth by our families. But we do not observe that which the Almighty God, who is mightier, by the way, who is greater, who is stronger. And we do not observe that which he tells us to do. So God is asking the people of Judah, what's up, guys? For you, again and again, I have told you, but you don't listen to me. Also, I have sent to you all my servants, the prophets, sending them. Not once, not twice, but again and again, saying, Turn now every man from his evil way and amend your deeds and do not go after other gods to worship them. Then you will dwell in the land which I have given to you and to your forefathers, but you have not inclined your ear or listened to me. Indeed, listen, the sons of Jonadab, the son of Rechab, have observed their com- the command of their father, which he commanded them. But this people has not listened to me. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, Behold, I am bringing on Judah and on all the inhabitants of Jerusalem all the disaster 
that I have pronounced against them because I spoke to them, but they did not listen. And I called them, but they did not answer. Judgment comes when we fail to listen. Judgment comes when we decide to be pig-headed. When we decide not to listen to God, his commands, judgment comes. And that's what's coming to Judah. And says then, Jeremiah said to the house of Rechabite, thus says the Lord God of hosts, because you have obeyed the command of Jonadab, your father, kept all his commands, and done according to all that he commanded you, therefore thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, the Jonadab, the son of Rechab, shall not lack a man to stand before me always. He makes a promise to them. Because you have obeyed your father and have shown how much you treasure the word of your father, that which he gave to you to follow through generations, now let me bless you. Because you've you've done and you're representing better than this house of Judah, at least for you, show that you will stand for the words of your father. I'm going to bless you. And he says, always, always you will have a man that shall stand before me. He's promising them that in years to come, they shall have representation. In years to come, the house of Jonadab shall be represented. It shall not lack representation. There will always be somebody from that house. When their principles created and they're followed, there is a blessing that comes from God. Where there is obedience, there is a blessing. Where you obey, you get a blessing in return. The house of Jonadab gets that. And for the Lord, if you obey the Lord and walk with the Lord, there is a blessing that still comes upon your life. So that's a clear example that he was giving to the people of Israel, saying, if these have followed words of their fathers here on earth, How about you? Why don't you listen to me? Chapter 36. In the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Take a scroll and write on it all the words which I have spoken to you concerning Israel and Judah and concerning all the nations from the day I first spoke to you from the days of Josiah, even to this day. Perhaps the house of Judah will hear the calamity which I plan to bring on them, in order that every man will turn from his evil way. They now forgive their iniquity and their sin. Then Jeremiah called Baruch, the son of Neriah, and Baruch wrote on a scroll at the dictation of Jeremiah all the words of the Lord which he had spoken to him. Jeremiah commanded Baruch, saying, I am restricted. I cannot go into the house of the Lord. So you go and read the scroll which you have written at my dictation, the words of the Lord to the people in the Lord's house on a first day. Also, you shall read them to all the people of Judah who come from their cities. Perhaps their supplication will come before me, before the Lord, and everyone will turn from his evil way. For great is the anger and the wrath that the Lord has pronounced against his people. 
Baruch the son of Neriah did according to all that Jeremiah the prophet commanded him, reading from the book the words of the Lord in the Lord's house. Now in the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, in the ninth month, all the people in Jerusalem and all the people who came from the cities of Judah to Jerusalem proclaimed a fast before the Lord. Then Baruch read from the book the words of Jeremiah in the house of the Lord, in the chamber of Gemariah, the son of Shaphan, the scribe, in the upper court, at the entry of the new gate of the Lord's house. To all the people now, the opportune time has come. There is a fast that has, is pro, has been spoken of to be done in all Judah. And their center of worship is Jerusalem because that's where the temple is. So all the people come from all the cities and gather in Jerusalem. He uses this opportunity and says, Okay, since they've come, now I can read to you the words that Jeremiah has told me to read that are written in the book. Now, when Micaiah, the son of Jeremiah, the son of Jephan, had all the words of the Lord from the book, he went down to the king's house into the scribe's chamber, and behold, the officials were sitting there, Elishama the scribe, and Deliah the son of Shemaiah, and Elthan the son of Akbo, and Jeremiah the son of Shaphan, and Zedekiah the son of Ananiah, and all the other officials. Maka delivered to them all the words that he had when Baruch read from the book of the people. Now when they were reading, there were some of the officials who were not there. So after he has read, someone who was part of the group that listened, runs to the officials. Yeah, and tells them what this man Baruch has said that Jeremiah is saying. Then all the officials sent Jehudi, the son of Nethanai, the son of Shalamai, the son of Cushi, to Baruch, saying, Take in your hand the scroll from which you have read to the people and come. They come for him saying, You are needed. Hmm? It's like when they come to class and say, The teacher needs you, come what you've done. So Baruch, the son of Neriah, took the scroll in his hand and went to them. They say to him, sit down, please. Read it to us. So Baruch does not have any trouble. He sits down and he read it to them. When they heard all the words, they turned in fear one to another and say to Baruch, we will surely report all these words to the king. And they asked Baruch saying, tell us please, how did you write all these words? Was it at his dictation? Hmm? Was Jeremiah reading, dictating to you and you wrote? Then Baruch said to them, he dictated all these words to me. And I wrote them with ink on the book. Then the officials say to Baruch, go, hmm? hide yourself, not only you, but you and Jeremiah. And do not let anyone know where you are. I think the words in the book brought a lot of fright to these guys, these officials. They have to go and report to the king, tell him what has been written there. But also they know that because of the words that have been spoken, trouble is coming to Baruch and his boss Jeremiah. So they tell him, go and hide. Go and hide. Let nobody know where you guys are. Go and hide. So they went to the king in the court. But they had deposited the scroll in the chamber of Elishama the scribe. 
And they reported all the words to the king. So they go and tell the king, but they hide the scroll. Yeah. Then the king sent Jehudi to get the scroll. And he took it out of the chamber of Elishama the scribe. And Jehudi read it to the king as well as to all the officials who stood beside the king. Now the king was sitting in the winter house in the ninth month with a fire burning in the brazier before him. When Jehudi had read three or four columns, the king cut it with a scribe's knife and threw it into the fire that was in the brazier until all the scroll was consumed in the fire that was in the brazier. The king did not want to hear anything anymore. He picks the scroll, cuts it in two, throws it into the fire, burns it. He doesn't want to hear. There are people who never want to hear what God is saying. When you start to speak or when they start to be told, they switch off the radio. When they, they are being given a message spoken to them, they cut off the speaker. They say, we don't want to hear what you have to tell us. Don't tell us about anything God is saying. That's the same thing that the king does here. And the king has thrown it, thrown the scroll into the fire. Yet the king and all his servants who heard all these words were not afraid, nor did they rent their garments. Even though Elton and Deliah and Jeremiah pleaded with the king not to burn the scroll, he would not listen to them. They're telling the king, don't do that. This is a crucial message for us as a kingdom. This is key for us to listen to. Don't make the mistake. The king was not afraid. Saying those words that you say shall not touch us. We are strong. The gospel is being preached in the world over today. And the people who say it doesn't matter. The grace is abundant. God cannot punish There is no end that is to come. We shall just vanish like we came. And people don't believe that there is a word of God that is clear to us, that we read from, and they discard it. The moment you discard the word of the Lord, take it for granted. Take away the fear of the Lord. Then there is trouble that is breeding. So the king commanded Jahmiel, Seriah, and Shelemiah to seize Baruch, the scribe, the one who wrote it, and Jeremiah, the prophet. But what does the Bible say? But the Lord hid them. It was God himself hiding them, saying they shall not be touched. Yeah? Then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah after the king had burned the scroll, and the words which Baruch had written at the dictation of Jeremiah saying, take again another scroll and write on it all the former words that were on the first scroll, which Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, banned. And concerning Jehoiakim, the king of Judah, you shall say, thus says the Lord. Now, they are going to get, uh, write another one. Same copy, like the one they burnt. But this time, they are going to add these words. Hmm? Thus says the Lord, you have burnt this scroll, saying you have written on it that the king of Babylon will certainly come and destroy this land and will make man and beast to cease from it. Therefore, thus says the Lord concerning Jehoiakim, king of Judah, you shall have no one to sit on the throne of David and his dead body 
shall be cast out to the heat of the day and the frost of the night. I will also punish him and his descendants and his servants for their iniquity. And I will bring on them and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the men of Judah all the calamity that I have declared to them, but they did not listen. Then Jeremiah took another scroll and gave it to Baruch the son of Neriah the scribe, and he wrote on it, at the dictation of Jeremiah, all the words of the book which Jehoiakim king of Judah had burnt in the fire, and many similar words were added to them. Burning the scroll did not take away the word. Refusing to hear the word of God does not take away its existence. Refusing to do what God is saying does not take away the fact that you've got to do it. It will remain. Even in the world, all that is done to destroy believers, to persecute them, does not remove the fact that the gospel has to be preached. Even when you stop to listen to God and you stop to read his word, does not remove the fact that his word is alive and well. They burnt the first scroll, Jeremiah and Baruch write another. And in, in this one, they even add more content. The word of the Lord shall remain. Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter whether people burn it. It shall remain. It is written on our hearts, we read that earlier. And there is that revelation that shall still come. Even when things are hard, it shall remain. So we have to believe in God. We have to trust his word. We have to do that which he commands us to do in his world. Now, I want us to pray as we close today. For those that have taken the word of God for granted, and it's been spoken and you neglect, you ignore, you burn it, I want us to pray for those that are out there and are persecuted for the gospel. And we believe God for them and trust in God to always be on their defense. May the Lord hide them, just like he did for Baruch and Jeremiah, when they are being sought to be killed because of the word. May the Lord hide his servants. There are nations out there where there is persecution. May the Lord take care of his people. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray for your hand upon the work that you've given us. We pray for your hand upon your servants, upon your children. Protect them. For those, Lord, that preach and are in persecution, protect them. And even those that have forgotten your word, may you bring it to remembrance because it's always new and it shall always be done in our lives. We thank you and give you glory and honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen.